Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uneducated Rugby Podcast with me, Karen Harris. Uh, Lucy Jones is here with me and for the first time in person. Um, Lisa, yeah, episode number 53. Yeah, I think so. We've done it. Something like episode 53, 54, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Does, does last week's episode count? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Finally. It is exciting to finally be here, like I say. Um, pod together. Pod together um in the same room it's quite weird uh instead of being virtual across screens and we are now staring at a, scr- a phone still staring into the laptop screen to, <laughs> to sort of keep track of what we've got to uh, mention this week but uh slight difference um first of all yes apologies for last week but like i mentioned there will be some exciting stuff this week uh later this week we've got interviews with a former and a current wales international um Hopefully one of those will be coming out this week. I'm hoping the, the one with Gemma Hallett on Thursday, former Wales International and co-host of Back the Girls Pod, uh, will be coming on. So really exciting to do that. But let's start with the rugby that's happened um, over the last couple of weeks. And probably the best place to start is the Dragons, because they've played two of the Welsh regions. They've lost both games. <laughs> um Still annoyingly beat Scarlet. Yes, yeah, Lucy's still bitty about that. But especially <laughs> especially when she saw the scoreline of the, the Ospreys game. But in that game against Ospreys, they were in it at half time. It was only 29 24. They'd had quite a few chances, maybe didn't deserve all the chances. But it's it's a case of what could have been possibly for the Dragons again. Yeah, I th- uh, this game measures really what happened with Ospreys against Scarlet, where. Yeah. It was really close half time, and Ospreys just ran away with in the in the second half. Um, but for yourself, I'm sure you're happy to see all these tries oh. finally towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing, wasn't it? Twenty seven tries they scored before the Scarlets yeah. game, and they've scored fifteen since Smart. in the two games after. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yes, obviously it's better weather. Yes, Ospreys have finally realised that they've got to go out and score tries to, to to win these games and get in the Welsh Shield and they're probably playing defences that all season haven't been the greatest. No. Let's yeah. be honest, the Welsh regions haven't had the greatest defences. Um, but it was a good game. There were some great moments. I, you know, probably let's start with the positives for Dragons, which was a start first start for Will Reid. And he was very impressive in, well, first start certainly in, in Welsh shores yeah. anyway for Will Reid. And, he was very impressive in that performance. Yeah, he's played second fiddle to Sam Davis all season. Yeah, um, well, second fiddle or not even a fiddle, he's not even exa- been there. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. So it's good that maybe Dragons are playing these new names. Yeah. Because in a way, Dragons need to, they need to be better. Yes. In, they... Competitively, so having new youngsters, exciting yeah, exciting players, especially a fly half that can um control the game. I think that's quite vital to Dragons right now. Yeah, and he looks a good prospect. You know, when you compare him to the likes of Sam Costello and Jared Evans, who are probably the other, well, I don't know if we count Jared really as a young buck anymore, but, no. you know, sort of as the, the young crop coming through, the big advantage he has, he's got a big boot on him. Yeah. He does have a big boot on him. You know, yes, he had a pot shot, a goal, I think, in the Cardiff game from fifty odd meters and missed. But you know, his kicking to touch was fairly, fairly accurate and quite quite good length. So that was impressive to see. Um, the other thing, I think he's got a good running game. He looks like he's solid defensively and wants to put in a shift. So I was really impressed with him. <laughs> the the sad news for him is, what is he going to do next season with Angus and JJ O'Hanrahan coming down? I think 
Dragon sign in Angus, surely that's a fullback option. I yeah. I can't see him being fly half. Yeah, we discussed it two weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. That, that that we were hoping that was the case because yeah. otherwise, it sort of signalled possibly a departure of Sam Davis. And do you think the fact that Sam hasn't played in the last or started the last two games is a sign that there could be something on the cards with Sam Davis leaving? Could be, something we haven't heard, but yeah, potentially because. Well, he, yeah, he hasn't been starting. Yeah. Um, and you've got these players coming through now. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah. He's, I, he's obviously not going um, going to be picked for Wales. Yes. And anytime think, soon, so... I think that's the thing for Sam. There was talk of him leaving a while back and then yeah. with Pivac coming in to replace Gatland, I think he went, oh, maybe I could get a shot here. Yeah. But he hasn't. And by his account, there hasn't been a lot of um, communication from Pivac. So, yeah. We'll see. Um, the other news from that game was really a hat-trick for Morgan Morris. And I was so pleased to see Morgan Morris get that, that hat-trick. Not, yes, they weren't the most amazing tries, but that has been Morgan Morris this season. He's been getting tries, getting over the line, getting those hard yards for the Ospreys. How impressed have you been with him, Luke? Because, you know, as an Ospreys fan, I've waxed lyrical about <laughs> him plenty of times, too. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I think, yeah, for me, looking at that pack row, I always look at Jack Morgan. Um, <laughs> is that is that just, is that just <laughs> visually rather than anything else? <laughs> nah, he's just, he's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this season for Spurs, especially the second half of the season, their back row have really sh- shined through. Yeah. Really. Um, you got Will Griffiths, obviously when fit. You got Lydia as well. Tips. It's it's exciting back row. Yeah, and you, you add in the likes of, um, you know, I, I haven't been too complimentary at the start of the season about Ethan Roots, but he's improved yeah. as the season's gone along. Harry Deves. Harry Deves, I think, is one hell of a prospect and, you know, good luck to him trying to get into that back row. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I've seen that he's just signed his first professional contract with the Ospreys, so that's really good to see and hopefully he can go for strength to strength there and I know Sam Cross is still kicking around and I know he's been injured most of the season so hopefully he can get back to full fitness too. Um, You know, the other news, probably Alan and Jones got another run out. It was good to see him get some, I think he got about 60 minutes on the belt. Uh, Early injury to Reese Webb would have been a worry for Ospreys but, you know, <laughs> Ruben Morgan Williams comes on to score two tries so that that's probably dispelled that quite yeah. quickly. Like Will Reed, I think he needs some game time. Yeah. Um, because to be fair to Reese Webb, he's been fantastic all season and why drop him? He's yeah. been their star player, he's been the captain. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately for him, he was injured but Ruben Morgan Williams... Um, is yeah, he's obviously a decent player as well, but always coming off final few minutes each game. Yeah, I I have felt sorry for Ruben Morgan Williams because I think he's a good player, but he has had the somewhat sort of, um, you know, Joe Simpson or whoever the substitute scrum half was for England back in the day <laughs> role or Dan Robson role to yeah. to Ben Youngs the that there was under Eddie yeah. Jones where. You know, Reese Webb's having 70, 75 minutes plus, And then Ruben Morgan Williams is coming off when they want to waste time at the end of the game. And that's not what you want as a scrum half. You want to come no. on to change the game. And he's come on at 24 minutes in that game and had a good run out to score two tries. So he'd be very chuffed with his afternoon's work. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, it was a double header for the Dragons. They had that one. And then the following week, they hosted Cardiff in... <laughs> what can only be described as a horrendous game of rugby. It was terrible. <laughs> 
terrible. It was so poor. Um, Luce, I think you managed to miss this one. Unfortunately, yeah, I unfortunately, did. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, I watched the whole thing. And yes, it it was a poor game. It was mildly more interesting due to the red cards. Obviously, there was an early red card to Joe Davis in second row. And then Liam Belcher went off 20 minutes later for Cardiff. So both teams were 14 against 14. It it, it was a game that looked like it could get a light and never really did. It was a really good try from Lloyd Williams following good work again from Owen Lane as as he does seemingly week in, yeah. week out in attack for Cardiff. But otherwise, you're looking at the positives. Probably a good performance from Ollie Griffiths and Jack Dixon is, has been the story of Dragons in week, recent weeks. Especially Jack Dixon. Yeah. Yeah, um, since that first game against Scarlet, he's <sighs> not carrying them. No, well... But there's not many players stood out for them recently. No. And he's definitely one of them. You know, he's he's the one that's standing out, certainly, and, and he's helping out Will Reid, especially yeah. on, that, on that short ball. He certainly did, because... Um, that's good, yeah, good partnership, definitely. Yeah, that's what you want as a young yeah. fly, fly half is someone who's just going to truck it forward yeah. for you, really, and take care of you defensively. And that's ideally what Jack Dixon is doing. I'd love <laughs> to see Jared Ross and Rio Dye get more of the ball in their hands. I think they're such good threats for them, but they don't seem to get enough of the ball. Um, but in fairness to Cardiff, they did deal with them well. They were helped, let's say, by some classic dragons in discipline <laughs> frankly uh, the likes of you know, say you really give away penalties for fun during that game in the, in all facets of the match and if you're a dragons fan you know what are you looking at from this season it's uh, abject failure has it been pretty much i think this was good, a season of what could have been because i think they started at, on a positive note Mm. Um, they beat Connacht. They, they got within one point of beating Leinster. Yes. Which, like, considering the season, the season Leinster have had massive achievement. Yes. And then it's gone a bit downhill. Yeah, well, to say bit downhill is probably an yeah. understatement in fairness. But yeah, I you know, for for dragons, it could it could have been some moments where it have been good, but like, there aren't many of those games where you could say they could have won apart from that one. Possibly the first game against Ospreys, they could have done better. They sort of threw that game away in the second half, but they haven't looked good all season. And now they're starting to show signs of what they're capable of doing. They've got a decent pack on paper, but it's it's difficult when you're down to 14 for so long, I yeah. suppose. Um, you know, from that game, it's quite hard to find many positives. But I thought... From a Cardiff perspective, it's good to see some youngsters coming through and playing well. You know, Theo Cabango is still looking brilliant. Yeah. Fair play. Max Llewellyn, I've been very impressed with yeah, in that game. La- yeah, the last two games, especially yeah. against Zebra as well. Yeah, because he was su- in that first half, yeah. Cardiff were superb against yeah. Zebra. And he and, was oh, you got to try in the second half, didn't he, as yeah. well, to make up for that. <laughs> yeah, well, make it up for the second half. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it wasn't the best of second half. You were there for that win, weren't you? And it, I what... think I was in the pub for that part. <laughs> I think I went um, into the clubhouse. Because, to be fair, it started raining as well, so just to keep it dry. <laughs> yeah, not calling Lucy a fair weather fan. <laughs> <laughs> you had been out on the pitch, in fairness, and you yes. were there, sort of playing yeah. and doing your duties there. Um, you know, it's difficult to say with Cardiff, really, that... What this season has been, in personally, I has it been a failure or has it just been attributable to 
or attributable, I said too many T's there, attributable <laughs> to the, the faults that they have, which are front five. And we've known that all season. And we're looking to the changes they're making for next season. Have they corrected it? Don't think they have. They brought in the second row from the Australia second row. Yes, but they need a front row and they still haven't got a front row. I don't see that changing anytime soon, do you, Liz? I don't know, but there could be a guy that they could get in that I'm disappointed that my team are letting them, letting them go, but could actually fit in there because they need someone. Are we, are we going to play it coy the whole, whole way through the podcast? <laughs> so, yeah, Rob Evans is being released by the Scarlets. Um, at the moment, he doesn't have a team. So I think Cardiff should sweep in there. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I think on paper that seems like a good decision. For Rob, I think it's going to be a decision of does he stay in Wales to try and yeah. get back in the Wales team? I don't th- he's been so unlucky. Um, I I do feel sorry for him. Um, that just things haven't worked out, but I, I can't see him getting back into the setup now. So if he doesn't get into setup, surely it makes sense for him to yeah, exactly. get a get a buck True. somewhere else. Yeah. You know, or, you know, in France if he can, or yeah, in England if if that's an opportunity. I I would I would have thought that's a more obvious opportunity for him. Or yeah. to see him get coming part of the setup at Cardiff. Or dragons even. Yeah, he could. It'd be weird not seeing him wearing the world um the red shirt. Yes. Yeah. But. Um. I've really, I've really liked Rob as a rugby player, so I think I'd happily support him wherever he goes. Do you think he's one of the last few players that you could point to him and say that he might not take an opportunity with Cardiff and Dragons out of loyalty to Scarlet? Or do you think that in rugby has sort of disappeared? Because at the end of the day, it is a job and he needs yeah, a job. Yeah, exactly. I've, I'd find it weird, him, a pe- like a Pembrokeshire boy, actually moving out of that area. Maybe yeah. not moving out, but he hasn't had to travel far to Sinatli. Yeah. <laughs> That he's now, yeah, might have to go elsewhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think it, for his sake, if he gets the opportunity to go further, I think he should go for it because I don't think he'll get back into the Welsh setup, unfortunately. Yeah, I I'm sadly might agree. Um, we've sort of led quite, yeah. quite well onto the next <laughs> section, which is obviously talking about transfers and things like that. Um, Let's start with Scarlett then, because the other big news of leaving, Steph Hughes is the big one, isn't it? Because yeah. Again, another one that's been really unfortunate recently. Has, hasn't been playing for the Scarlets, although two seasons ago he was on fire. I thought he should have played for Wales. I think it was last season even. It might have yeah. been last season we were talking about him in a Wales shirt. and Looking back, do you think maybe it was a decision that he's just not of that calibre at the end of the or day? Or is he just more of a club player mm. um i don't see why they sh- they couldn't have tried him out though yeah i i do suggest the same and i know a number of people were rather um miffed i'll use yeah. that word that yeah. they used two for england and 20s ahead of him in in tompkins and and uh johnny williams yeah you know that that some people will say, you know, I, I'm not saying that at all because, you know, I've mentioned that how well Tompkins has played for Wales recently, especially. But with Steph, I'm sure he will be a bit <laughs> miffed that those rules are in place because he would have probably had a Wales cap if had it not been the case. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, I think hopefully, hopefully for Steph, I, that he gets a good offer yeah. outside of Wales because... 
yeah, he's he's been fantastic for Scalas over the years. He's been he's been a great captain as well. Um, so he deserves a good opportunity where yeah that he goes to a really good team and. What one? He's still quite young. He's not. Yeah, he's twenty. Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah something so. like that. So he's still got time. Um, yeah. I can definitely see with Steph him appearing in a bath shirt. That yeah. that's something that stands yeah. out to me. I can see him going to bath. It well, seems. Well, um, Max Clark is coming to Dragon, so yeah. and he's starting every week at um the twelve jersey for Bath. So there could potentially be space there. Yeah, and Bath. You know, I know Bath haven't had the best of seasons, but as far as it's concerned, the only way is up for Bath. Yeah. Hopefully, and you know, with relegation <laughs> back in, they they certainly need that to be the case. Um. I can see him, yeah, make an appearance there and whatever Steph does, he'll definitely have a future in punditry for sure because he is yeah. brilliant at that, especially through the Welsh language. So yeah. um, it'll be great to see him on our TV screens, whatever he is doing. Uh, the other players, Tom Phillips, I remember talking about this earlier in the season, you know, how desperately sorry I am for this guy because I think he came out of semi-retirement, he was going to leave the game, came back, immediately got injured in that game. And yeah, so he's left Scarlets. It's going to be difficult road back for him. Um, maybe he might call it a day. Mark Jones was a bit of a surprise for both of us because he's never let Scarlets down, really, the hooker. No, like when Elias, Ken, they've been off international duties, Mark Jones will step in. But then Sean Evans has been starting in front of him recently. Yeah. Um, He's he's proved his, his worth then. Um, So... It makes sense when Elias is there, when Sean Evans is there, where there's no room for Mark. Um, but he has been he's he's been good for Scarlet, having to step in when these bigger players are away. Yeah. Um. So that, that's a big shame as well. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, I think the other two that are leaving, and we discussed previously, which are Angus and Tyler Morgan. Tyler Morgan just been called up to the seven circuit, so yeah. good opportunity for him. You know, especially especially after you know what has been a pretty disappointing spell for him personally since he's moved to Scarlet. He has, but I think you've you had a, a lot of centres there yeah. already. Like obviously you got Foxy. Johnny, who play for Wales, but Scott's been fantastic this season. You've got the young kid Joe Roberts coming through, plus like you're Nicholas. You've you've got players there, but it does seem like we've got rid of all the centres. Yeah. <laughs> One go. Two of the centres have gone at the same time. Um, the the other big news have come from Cardiff. They have agreed a mutual termination for Will Boyd, former Scarlet. I, I feel so much for Will Boyd because he was so crucial for Scarlet that season that you won the league. He didn't, you know, he didn't start the finals and didn't, no. didn't start the big game, but he was so crucial when the big players were out away with yeah. internationals. I think he's been unfairly treated to a certain extent because of his size. I think his yeah. performances have been better than people have given credit to. Um, certainly his coaches, whereas I think in the media he has had some of the credit and I think sometimes he's not, not put in those sort of, you know, world-class performances but he's the regular seven eight out of ten performances sometimes does produce a man of the match performance yeah, consistent yeah i i'm quite disappointed to see him leaving cardiff but we discussed it early in the season when you got falatau and thomas young coming someone's got to leave that yeah. back row because they've got so many options yeah i don't know where he's going to go though i could you come back to scarlet well 
it's an interesting one. Mm. Um, the difficulty is where does he fit in with Scarlet? Yeah, because you've got kind of only two blue two. You've got at eight. At eight, then you neither of them are currently part of the world setup, so they don't have to worry about exactly. that. Exactly. Well, Calumet's not going to be <laughs> shame. Calumet is not going to be part of the world setup, but then you add in where does he possibly fit in at seven? Well, when you've got Lazana, Lazana, who's signed a new deal, yeah. New deal. Um, Sean Evans, obviously, yes, he's switching between hooker and seven, but can play there. Dan Davis, who I'm a big fan of, Josh McLeod, and Josh McLeod back from back from injury. Yeah. I don't see where he fits in. Six as well. Then you've got Blade. Schindler and Blade. So I, it's a difficult to find a spot for him, really. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be hard in the other other regions. Yeah. But again, he's not been mentioned in any Welsh setup. Why not? Why not find, find find a home and find somewhere to find a pretty penny? Uh, another ex Scarlet Gavin Smith, he's off as well. Um, I think he's still quite young, twenty six ish. I think I read something. Is he? So he's still got plenty of time. He can. I don't think he is an ex Scarlet. I think I've just made that up. <laughs> in my head. Um, he always used to mix it up with Gavin. Oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. The old Cardiff centre who did come from Scarlet. So he used to mix the two up, but he. He is moving on. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go, but um, it's an interesting move from Cardiff because they're not stacked with centres, frankly, especially when, you know, Haller Hollows had his injury worries this season. Ben Lilo's Thomas. Yeah. 36. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat maybe over the hill, some may argue. Yeah. Um, and the other news is, <laughs> you know, probably the least surprising news of the summer, which is Lewis Jones has finally made that move to Dragons permanent. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No surprise there. Uh, a couple of retirements though as well at Cardiff. I think Scott Andrews has retired. Um, who's the other one that's retired? There's someone else. Reskill retired. Reskill has retired yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, great servants. You know, I think Scott Andrews has got a heap load of, yeah, of he does, yeah. caps. There's over a hundred caps for for Cardiff, and Reskill has played for for Cardiff for several years. Obviously, played for Wales and um, made several appearances there, there. As did Scott Andrews. Um, and I'm not going to say a bad word for about Scott Andrews. So there, there's a there's a first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the women's game because there were some interesting things going on there with uh, Bristol, who played two games that were on TV. Actually, they were available on BBC. It was really good to see they played against Harlequins at home, and then they played away again against Exeter. The game against Harlequins at home, yeah, Harlequins did run away with that game. Um, frankly, um, it was a bit disappointing that I think that game was on the same time as Munster Toulouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did watch the start of um, the Bristol Bears game, and then when when Harlequin started to run away with it, I did turn over to watch Munster Toulouse as the as that game reached its uh, conclusion with the the penalty kicks, which I think we'll discuss at some point because it is worth discussing. Yeah. Um, but it was good to see tries from Manon Jones, Jazz Joyce, which was really good to see some Welsh, so much talent. And you know, Alicia Butchers was superb again. And then against um, Exeter, they played really well. Manon Jones was superb in defence yeah. and brilliant over the ball. Bit of surprising that we didn't see her doing the Six Nations, do you think, Luce? Was she in the squad? She was in the squad. Mm, but, interesting. But didn't get selected. Well, I think she's games, but... put her hand up now, for, ready for the World Cup. But I suppose with the options you've got, you've got the calendars, you've got the yeah. Sophie Harris's, you've got the Lily Crafts, you've got maybe... It's a tough position. It is a tough position. Um, But as an out-and-out out seven, for me, I think she's up there with... um, 
calendar. Yeah. I personally yeah. I see Beth Ann Lewis as more of a six really as an option. She's more of a hard graft rather than overball jackler. Um so yeah, I, I I really enjoyed watching Bristol over the last couple of weeks and to see the likes of Powell, Bevan and Butchers strutting their stuff for the day, they were brilliant. And yeah, they are through to the playoffs thanks to their bonus point that they they managed to get against Exeter and they will play Exeter again uh, away from home in the playoffs. Um, how exciting is it to see a team that is so stacked? You know, we, we mentioned these ladies, I think it's four four Welsh women started for Bristol on the weekend with two more on the week, on the bench. How exciting is it to see that? And that's without Jazz Joyce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Natalia John. Um, yeah. It's great. Um, obviously, it's a team that's just over the border, um, so it is close enough, especially with these players now with full-time contracts for Wales. Um, but the fact that they can play with other players, other great players from England, mm. from the other nations. It, it just is a great opportunity. Yeah, and you look at that team, you've got the likes of Abby Ward and Sarah Byrne, yeah. who are such cornerstones of that English pack, that if they can play with them, grow week in, week out. You know, for Sally John, she's she's playing with um, Abby Ward every week. Yeah. You know, what, what more it's can you learn? Yeah. It's brilliant for her. Um, so that is exactly what we want to see more of this sort of thing, yeah. and I know. Uh, and all the other Welsh ladies, they're all in English teams, mm. playing with different players, um, and le- yeah, learning more. It it's a shame we don't have any professional teams in Wales. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, like we've spoken about men in the um English Premiership, someone like Alazad. Yeah. Performing with fantastic English, well. To be fair, loads of different nations at Gloucester. It helps these players out. Yes. And, uh, well, before we move on, we probably, as you've mentioned, Ella, let's mention his try because that was <laughs> yeah, against Saracens a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it was somewhat outshone by a certain try by another player, Henry Arundel, who yes. we're, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll come to Henry Arundel because we are quite sad to see him um, go the other side of the border. The... The other news probably about Wales women is that Jazz Joyce is injured. Yeah. She is set to have an operation to hopefully get her prepped for the World Cup and to, to be in full fitness for that. And ho- She's had the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully she will be back for those warm-ups in Canada, which I know is going to be a tough, tough yeah. task, isn't it? Um, But, yeah, she will be, I'm sure, cheering on her teammates when they face Exeter this weekend, I think it is, isn't it? And the, um. That's going to be a tough task for them, but... They got within three points last time, so I'm sure they'd want revenge, so... Yes, definitely. And, well, hopefully we can see Neve Terry make an appearance for Exeter. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the Bristol ladies will want to, to get one over her in that opportunity. And obviously Saracens as well, going strong. Uh, I think Donna Rose and Kat Evans are there. And uh, we've also got uh, Emma Swords as well at Quinns, which so it's good to see good Welsh representation in the in the top fours for the playoffs. Um, the other bit of Welsh women's rugby, or well, women's rugby in Wales, I should say, was Pontyclean Falcons. We went, yes, uh, to watch them play against Nelson. Well, first of all, what did you make of the game? You know, from from Pontyclean or, or Nelson perspective, which which do you want to tackle first? Well, it was a high quality game. Yeah. Um, for grassroots rugby, it was it was such a good game to watch. It very was. Um and yeah. Um, Pontyclean Falcons came up on top. Yes. 
27 17, wasn't it? Yeah, that in was the, the end. Final But score. it was a competitive match compared to the game we went to watch um, two weeks before. Yeah, it was. And, you know, Nelson, they took their opportunities in the first half, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they scored a couple yeah. of tries that were, you know, hard graft through the forwards. I think Velus had prop got both tries, actually. Um, Apologies, I'm not aware of the name, but that's that's my that's my fault. I should have looked that into that before, um. But the the performance from Nelson, you saw hard graft, you saw what they're building. They've got a good, a good systems in place. Definitely good kickers as well. The, the quality yeah. of kicking was much improved from two weeks before, and improved from some internationals. I think we've seen is fair to say, yeah. um. So it was really impressive to see that at that level, but then second half the the quality of um, Potterclean shone through, didn't it? Really, you know, the likes of Leanne Bennell running it back from everywhere it was yeah. brilliant to see it full back. When you've got Lori Nork at a thirteen, Rafi T- uh, Rafi Taylor on on, on the wing, the wing yeah. you, you've got all and sorts Tethery of things on. And scoring two tries on yeah. the other wing. Um, so yeah, it's good, really good quality. It was, it was really good quality. I think Potterclean can count themselves a little fortunate that they didn't concede an earlier yellow card, um, for. You know, not being <laughs> 10 metres after yeah. a quickly ta- taken penalty. Maybe the referee was feeling sorry after he got the rules wrong in the first half against them. But, uh, you know, I think I think there were a couple of things in that game that Ponticlean would have thought, yeah, we played well, but could have been could have been better. A few knock-ons in the first half, but they certainly improved for those things in the second half. Yeah, they did. Um, and, well, with Maya Dixon and... Molly Reardon yeah. coming um under eighteen internationals coming on in the second half. I'm sure that wasn't a look that Nelson wanted to yeah. see at that point. Especially with sixty Re- minutes in. I think Reardon's a former Nelson player herself, wasn't it? And oh, yeah. uh, we were talking to a uh, friend of the pub, Lisa Newton, who said that they stolen her away from uh, Nelson, which I'm sure didn't go too well that side. But uh, yeah, it was a great game, really worth watching. I think there is a remaining game of the season against Bonham Mine for for um, Ponticlean. But unfortunately, they won't be going for the title after Llandaff North beat Derry. I think Llandaff North have now secured their title, so that's really good to see for them. Um, but yeah, really exciting day out. And yeah, uh, the weather's been brilliant on the Sundays, to be fair, so it's been yeah, good, it's been good to us. Let's... Move on though, because this week is Wales squad selection, and initially I was going to say right back three. Are we going to mention Henry Arundel? So let's let's get that one out there. We had been hoping to have Henry Arundel in a Wales shirt. It's a shame. It it was unlikely. Wasn't yeah, it? he'd he played under twenties for England. Had played Wales. And... He's based in England at London Irish. Yeah. And we were just really hopeful. Yeah, we were hopeful. <laughs> um, but I think possibly after his tries against Wasps and then a certain try that he scored out in Toulon, which was you know one of the best tries you will ever yeah. see, frankly, the way, he, the, the way he makes the initial break and then the stop and go, the double stop and go he does to, to initially you know leave the fullback and then the, the number eight as well in his wake is, is phenomenal. And he's absolutely phenomenal talent. I do wish him the best. Um, I do hope he's not captive of the summer and still available, but you know, I think Scotland will be trying to get him as well. So Eddie Jones will be keen to cap him as soon as possible. So in light of that, we can't pick Henry Arundel, but yeah. we have selected what we would possibly select as a Wales squad for this summer. Yes, with a few bolters and 
Yes, I, I feel we think they will be chosen. Yes, we'll we'll probably run through our decisions as we go along, and you know why we think those players will be selected, and who we think will select them. Be it us, be it be it myself, yeah. be it Lucy, or be it Pivac. Um, but Lucy, let's start with front row. The 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 three options. Well, we wrote down one option as a definite yeah. here, didn't we? And then two more. I think are more more of a discussion point. Yeah, so we went with Gareth Thomas for definite, um, considering his form for Wales and the Six Nations and his form since really. Yeah. Um, for the Ospreys. Um but then who's who else has been playing really well for the Ospreys is Nicky Smith. And I think we both would go with him, but we the fact he hasn't been chosen for the last few years, we think that's quite um Unlikely, isn't it, frankly? It is though, isn't it? Uh, you know, those would be my first two. I, I said to you, basically, if I was picking this squad, I would select seven Ospreys front rowers. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yes, I'm an Ospreys fan. Let's, let's, let's tackle that one first. Yeah. Full bias, full disclosure. However, I think that has been an area of strength of Ospreys majority of the season. I know um, Ospreys did struggle up front against Cardiff, and that is worth mentioning with Dimitri Arhip to make a point there but I do think that has been an area of strength for the Ospreys and that is an area I'd like to see Pivac improve upon um, and I think Nicky Smith would be that yeah. option he has looked solid scrummaging he was brilliant against Munster at home brilliant again against Ulster at home so I'd be very keen to see him in the squad the the third num- number that we went for was Reese Carey who's certainly improved as the season's gone on for Cardiff hasn't he yeah second half Maybe since the Six Nations, he, well, the fact that Cardiff haven't performed brilliantly, mm. um, he has stood out. Yeah. Especially carrying the ball. Yeah. Forward, he's he's been, he he's definitely developed. He has the 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 thing I'm gonna say about Rhys Carey is the thing that I will always say about Rhys Carey is 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 his Discipline. nuts and bolts. Yeah. His discipline, especially around malls, is horrific. Yeah. It is horrendous. Um, that needs to be improved because he is, what is he, six foot one, six foot two, ginger lump. And, <laughs> and I don't mean to be rude, but he is. And he stands out like a sore thumb. He's no way of him being subtle. There's no way of him doing the Richie McCaw approach. No. He stands out when he's doing these things of yeah. going around the side of malls. So I think maybe a little bit of better discipline for him and he could be a real asset to Wales. Um, but we've gone with those three, like we said, we don't think Nicky Smith will go. The reason we haven't gone with Wynne Jones is we thought we'd rest him, considering yeah. his summer last year. And he has looked a bit jaded since he's come back, hasn't he? Yeah, and well, he's been... I think, he's, is he still injured now? He hasn't been playing for the Scarlets the last few weeks, so I'm yeah. pretty sure he's still injured. He hasn't played loads this summer, and I feel like we'll need him next year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah I, we both agree. Um, that he should be rested. We both agree he should be rested. Um, but we then tried to think of who would be the third option if Nicky Smith doesn't go. There aren't many no. options. But the the one bolter that I did suggest was Steph Thomas, who's had a really good end of season with Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Gareth Thomas's cousin. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fact that well, he's been picked ahead of Rob Evans, the absence of Win Jones, he stepped up. Mm. Um and well, Scarlets have played pretty well towards the end of the season, minus a few games, um, and he's been a big part of that. Yeah, 
So this is the time to experiment. Why not? Especially if you're wrestling players. Yeah, especially if you're wrestling when Jones and Nicky Smith isn't selected, which we will see. Uh, hookers, I mentioned I would go with six Ospreys, or seven Ospreys, sorry. Here's where another two would make an appearance. It is Dowie Lake and Sam Parry would be the two I'd select. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would definitely select them. Ryan Elias would be my third. I just think Dewey Lake has to go, Simple, yeah. simply as. Ryan Elias, I don't think we've got the strength and depth not to take him, and seeing as he didn't have an international uh, summer last year, I think it makes sense to take him. And Sam Parry, I think, has been in good form, despite not starting many games. You look at the other options, Elliot D has not been in great form for the no. Dragons. He's, you know, he's had red cards, he's been injured, he's given away lots of penalties as well. Um, the other probably options, you're looking at Liam... Do we mention Belcher, especially after his red card, which we didn't mention Yeah, earlier. he wouldn't have been in the running anyway. Yeah, horrendous red card, by the way, but let's move on from that. Um, Kirby Myhill could possibly go, considering his autumn yeah, appearances. he's been called up before. Bradley Roberts would be the other one that we think could be called up ahead of Sam Barry and possibly will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, not too keen on that. Uh, I've just realised I massively over-egged how many Ospreys I'd take out. It was only five. It wasn't seven. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Thomas Francis. Thomas Francis is the fifth. Uh, I don't think we need to say more about that. It's pretty much yeah. you need to take him. And then it's who are the other two options. And at the moment, it's hard to see anyone else really standing out bar Leon Brown and Dylan Lewis. Yeah, and that this is why we need to be taking Thomas Francis. Um, ideally, maybe we best arrest him. Um, because he has been playing for Wales all season. He's been playing basically for Ospreys all season. Um, so this will be the chance to rest him, ready for next year. But we don't have a lot to choose from, especially with like, someone like Dylan Lewis. He hasn't had his best season no, by his, far. His form has fallen off a cliff a yeah. little bit at the end of the season. Um, um, but we do have another bolter here, which is Sam Wainwright. Yes, and, you know, a little bit on Wainwright Sluice. Well, you know, we probably haven't seen too much of him because he's playing for Saris, but he plays for Saris. Yeah. He's on the bench most weeks for Saris. Yeah. Comes on reg- regularly. Regularly. Reg- <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's the second uh, <laughs> fault we had on a certain word this week, so that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, Sam Wainwright, we think could be a bolter. Especially if. Um, the coaching setup don't think that someone like Dylan has done enough this season, like they did with Adam Beard in the past, with LFD in the past. Mm. Um, and yeah, um, but the only thing with Sam Wainwright is if Sanderson's go through to the playoffs, would that affect his chances? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that plays a part, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more because there are players who will be coming into that question later on. Um, second rows, then I think. We've we've both said that Seb Davis is pretty much definite to go. Yeah. Um. We think Will Rowlands, if fit, which is a slight question mark considering his injury a couple of weeks ago, if he if he is fit, he will go. Adam Beard, we think should go, even considering last summer's Lions, because there aren't that many options. Yeah. Then there's the question of Alan Jones, and do you leave him out? And this is probably more of a question of what we're doing at fly half that we've come to this decision, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, captaincy, basically. Yeah. So, go on, do you want to... Well, 
I would take Alan to win because we will come to it, but personally, I wouldn't take Dan Bigger. Yeah. I think I think that's something we both agree on, is that with Bigger having played all three tests of last summer... Yeah, he's played most of the season for Northampton. Um, well, he's been banned for the last three games, but then Northampton, again, have a chance of getting through to the playoffs. And right now, he is this player that we will need next year. Yeah. Unless some of the other youngsters can prove themselves in the next year. But at the moment, Dan is the man. Yeah, simply put. Um, and it sounds like you, you're trying to apply for a role in Wales Online with that line. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alouin Jones, we think, will be a definite at, at second row. Or, well, not a definite, but could well be the captain coming in that pack. Um, the other option then, we've... We've listed pretty much six or seven second rows as the fifth option. The likes of Reese Davis and Ospreys, the likes of Matthew Screech need to be mentioned. But these are the these are the names we've put ahead of them, which are David Jenkins at Exeter. A lot yeah. of talk there's been about him, who's played a few times. Yes, he's coming straight pretty much out of university to play Ebenezer Beth, as we've put down on a certain article. <laughs> but I think that is. He is an option. Kreischunzer, I'm not convinced, is fit. I, I I haven't seen him play for Exeter for a long yeah, time. But so. then, even if he is fit or coming back from injury, he hadn't played for Exeter before being picked last time. Yeah. So So we, we're not 100% sure on him. Ben Carter, well, I personally feel his form has dipped massively as the season's gone on. We saw him taken off after 45 minutes or something like that, maybe even earlier against uh, Ospreys. So, oh, sorry, against Cardiff, sorry. And... You know that's not a glowing indictment for a player who is pretty much becoming one of the stronger players in that front five, or should be one of the stronger players in that front five. When you've lost a second row as well next to him to take him off is a bit bizarre. Um, but the bolter I've got here is the one that's interesting me because I've got I've got George Knott as a bolter. He's that's a good shout. Welsh born. Based in London Irish, but is returning to Dragons next season. Yeah. He ticks a lot of boxes as a mobile second row. If Pivak wants to look at someone like that as a possible option to play at six, I know he's tried Seb there, but you know whether or not he's convinced that Seb is a six. Personally, I rather seeing Seb at second row, but that's you know, <laughs> I'm not Pivak. <laughs> I'm quite glad to say that as well. Um, but yeah, we'll be interested to see if George Knott makes an appearance or if they go with. Uh, David Jenkins, I think, are the two primary options, you think, there? Yeah, I agree, actually. Um, with um, us doing Wales Watch, yeah. uh, we have seen them both consistently um, either playing on the bench for their team. So um, it's definitely a good opportunity for them. Agreed. Um, but then we come to back row. Uh, right. Look, the first name we wrote down, you won't be surprised with Jack Morgan. Um, so let's move on because we don't need to talk more about him. Whether or not Pivak takes him is another question, but we 100% would. The other one, you won't be surprised again. I'm going to mention Morgan Morris because, yeah, frankly, I think he's been brilliant this season. I think he's been, I think he's scooped up quite a few of the awards for player of the seasons and things like that that the awards do for Ospreys this season. So... To mention him lightly is not a question. I think he personally, I think he has to go. Luce, do you want to mention your the other the other option we agree uh, two options we agreed on actually? Yeah, so the other two are Cardiff um players. So James Ratty, who um was obviously chosen for the Six Nations squad, um didn't play, but it's definitely proved himself since since then, um towards the end of the season. 
Yeah. Um, and also James Botham. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I'd start him at six. Yes, possibly if you're not starting Morgan Morris, I'd start both of them at six. I think both of them has been superb for Cardiff this season and a terrible Cardiff side, frankly. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that mildly. I think they have been really poor, and I think he's a very good option. Um, I would I would start him at six. I would also look at possibly Tommy Raphael. And this is then the question that we wanted to bring, which is, you know, Tommy Raphael is going to be part of the playoffs with Leicester. Um, has had a long season. Obviously, Pivac has talked several times about squad selection and not being able to select people because they're away with England and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's where Tommy Raphael's missed out. He is rather similar to Jack Morgan as well. I'd take him. Luce, would you take him as well? Yeah, I would, yeah. But we don't think he's he's gonna be going. No, and maybe the fact he's had such a long season, he ha- again, another player that's been playing week in, week out, starting for Leicester. Um, it might do him good to have a bit of a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you don't want to yeah, put too much stress. Because um, obviously training camp is going to be tough. So, yeah, maybe, maybe bring him in mm. to train, um, get him involved with the setup, but maybe leave him for now. Because how old is he? Still young. Still yeah. young, yeah. Still still in his early 20s. I think he's similar to Jack, to be honest. 2022, maybe. Maybe a year yeah. older. But still, I would... I, I would... Uh, uh, yeah, saying all that, I would still take him. Yeah. Um, because he has been incredible. Um, But a player I would take for experience is um, Navidi. Yes. Because since his injury, he's come back playing really good rugby as per and the video always does but um the names we've said so far there's not much experience there no there isn't um and you know let, let's let the cat out of the bag that we neither of us have taken Falatau no which is not based on quality of Falatau that is based purely on resting Falatau because of how crucial he is um and we have decided that Wainwright our- is um not going because of injury Moriarty is a doubt but we don't think it'd be fit. So that is the experience. Yes, it is. Um, I wouldn't take him. <laughs> and I haven't taken him in my provisional five back rowers. I, I personally would rather see Rafael there. Or if you're not going with him, I'd like to see one of the Dragons boys, be it a Basham, be it a Ben Fry. Or would, ben Fry would probably be my choice of the three, actually. Uh, ben Fry, Basham or um, Ollie Griffiths. And I know there's been a bit of talk about Ollie Griffiths recently. Personally, I don't see that being the option that's going to be chosen. I'd be very no. surprised if we saw him. I think it's more likely to see Navidi or an Alice Jenkins go as a captain, if if especially if Alan George doesn't go. Possibly yeah. Navidi as captain could be a real realistic option. Yeah, would not be surprised to see it. Or uh, or obviously an Adam Beard, of course. Don't forget that as Juice's vice captaincy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were the options we sort of run through in the back row, and then we come to scrum halves, which is. It's pretty much decided by Thomas Williams, is that fair to say? Yeah, if he's fit, which he is a doubt at the moment as well, um, he will probably go. Yeah. And probably rest Gareth, because Gareth has had, to be fair, he's had a good season. Yeah. He's had a really good season. He's had a very good season for Scarlet. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't go with Thomas, Gareth and Hardy, if Thomas is fit. If Thomas isn't fit, which I think is likely to be the case, personally, I think they're going to choose Lloyd Williams. Yeah. Um, he can 
has had a good season. Has you, can't, a, you can't deny that. No, has had a very good season. I wouldn't select Lloyd Williams. I would go Dane Blacker. So I'd go triple Scarlet with Gareth Hardy and Dane Blacker. Or, yeah. you know, assuming that they don't pick Reese Webb, which I think we can basically nail down and say that's not happening. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, it's not going to happen. But yeah, you cannot mention him because realistically, he'd be in the running. Yes. Yeah, he would be. So it's a shame. Um, fly halves. Right. We've already let the cat out of the bag. We're not taking bigger. Um, so the only definite we wrote down was Gareth Anscombe because yeah. I think his form towards the end of the season has really improved. We want to see him playing more international rugby because we know what he can do and hopefully he can improve and build on what's been a great season so far. Um, the other two options then that we wrote down, I've written down Sam Costello and you've gone with the other option. I've which gone is with Patchell, yeah. So Patchell. I've gone with Patchell and Sheedy to go with Anscombe. Um I I would love to see some some Costello there. Um, but I just don't think he's ready just quite yet, especially going to South Africa. Um, but saying all that, like it would be fantastic to see him. But I've gone for Pasha, even though he hasn't played loads a season. Um, he's st- he has also struggled through injury, but the games he has played, um, he he's shown his best really. Mm. It's very true. Um. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm still not <laughs> completely <laughs> sure whether Pivak is a fan or isn't a fan of Patchell. I can't work it out because obviously you used to play him for Scarlet, but then you used to take him off after sixty minutes. Yeah. Um I, I like I say, I'd take Sam Costello. My third option would either be Jared or Patchell. I don't think Sheedy has played that well this season. I'd be very surprised to see I don't really think he deserves to go, frankly. I think his form for club and when he's played for country hasn't been the best so yeah personally Costello and one of Jared or Patchell I expect it to be Patchell I hope it's Jared slightly if I'm honest yeah um but that's that's more of a who's played the more more game time this season um centers let's whip through this one quickly because I think there's a five there that we're quite comfortable with going for which is George North Owen Watkin Nick Tompkins Michael Collins and Johnny Williams, which you're you're pretty confident Johnny Williams will go, aren't I th- you? I think he'll go. I wouldn't choose him. Um, but, I, yeah, I think he'll be chosen. I think Pivak's always been a big fan of him. Yeah. And he's back to full fitness again. Um, ready for the World Cup. Yeah, I think he'll, be, I think he'll go. That obviously leaves out Foxy, um, which we wouldn't be surprised if he is left out. Although... The possibility with Michael Collins being taken as a second fullback is definitely there, considering the fact that, you know, as we're looking at it at the moment, with Josh Adams a doubt and with Lee Halfpenny obviously unavailable, there is only one out and out fullback option. And um, McNichol is also oh, yeah, a doubt, sorry. yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so there seems to be only one fullback option in Liam. Yeah. So And he hasn't had an injury free season. Yeah seems like Michael Collins may go as that yeah. second 15. So we may see Foxy go there as well. Um, the other options being possibly bolters of Max Llewellyn and Jack Dixon. I would think Jack Dixon is the more obvious possibility there, but even that yeah. seems a bit unlikely to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, ha- he has played well, especially second half of the season, but there's, there's, a, there's loads of other names ahead of him. And to be fair, it's great to see George North back. 
Yes. Um, and yeah, I know going down to South Africa might be tough for him, but he 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 should be chosen. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only thing I thought on those five that we listed was that possibly Tompkins may be left out due to having a long season with yeah. the playoffs that we mentioned before. Back three then, uh, we've mentioned Liam, we mentioned LRZ, we think will go. Yeah. Um, Cuthbert was the other name, and Ryan Combier, who, let's face it, I said this, he's been the form wing in Wales this season. Yes. Why he doesn't start every week for Scarlet is beyond me. And I keep on saying it every week, why it's beyond <laughs> me, but it is. Yeah. Um, and the fifth name we've listed is Owen Lane provisionally because offensively he has been one of the best wings this season. He has, yeah. Um, he was he was unfortunate not to be chosen for the Six Nations because he had a really good start to the season. I think he dipped then. Mm. He's finished off good. Mm. Um, but again, do, do the coaches actually like him? Because why wasn't he chosen before? Yeah. But right now, with like Josh Adams being a doubt, um, not many wingers have had the hands up. No. So I think he's the obvious one. The Dragons got lads. I think I think there have been wingers that have held their hands up, but you, you can see failures in their game quite obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, Keelan Giles' form end of season has been superb. He's yeah. been brilliant. But do you take a Keelan Giles who has been injured a lot, isn't known for his defensive qualities? No. Um, that's a bit of a risk. But on the hard grounds of South Africa, I think it could be a good weapon. Um alternatively, similarly, Jared Ross and Rio Dyer, they are good offensive weapons. Likewise, Teo Cabango is probably too soon for him. Yeah. Um, Crowd favourite, but... Yeah, Cardiff fans absolutely adore him, but maybe not this season. So, yeah, just running through that quickly. Uh, Gareth Thomas, Nicky Smith, Reese Carey, Dewey Lake, Elias, Sam Parry, Thomas Francis, Leon Brown, D- Dylan Lewis, we're going to assume as being the player, but could be Sam Wainwright, Beard, Seb Davis, Will Rowlands, Alan Jones, and one of David Jenkins or George Knott. Do you want to put your neck on the line with which name you're going to go with? Um, David Jenkins. I will say George Knott. Uh, Jack Morgan, Morgan Morris, James Ratty. Let's go Navidi and let's say, we're going to have to say both of them, I think, then. Because yeah. we, we do feel that Tommy Raphael may miss out or he may go as an alternative option I think it'd fair to say six options yeah. in the back row wouldn't yeah. be a surprise. But then leaving Basham out. Leaving Basham out all the same. Um, three scrum halves we're going to assume is Gareth, Hardy and Lloyd Williams. Yeah. Even though I think both of us just said we wouldn't have picked Lloyd. Um, Anscombe, Sam Costello and Patch also we say is the three just to even it out between <laughs> the choice. Um, George North, Watkin, Tompkins, Johnny Williams, Michael Collins. Then Liam, Lewis Summit, Cuthbert, Conbeer and Owen Lane. That is roughly 37, which is probably one more than we're expecting to go, which is probably a squad of 36, similar yeah. to that selected by Ed Jones. But yeah, that is included in six in the back row, so maybe one of those will miss out. Um, yeah, look forward to that squad selection this week. It could be interesting. Hopefully it's a bit more of a bolters squad, do you thinking? Because I don't think any either of us are expecting much to ha- to be successful out in South Africa this summer, are we? No. Um, no, we're not, actually. So why not try new players out? Um, new players can hold their hands up. And it's actually great to see some of these players back from injury um, and being back in contention Yeah. to be selected again. Spot on. Um, so, yeah, 
thank you very much for listening. Uh, like I said, we will have a pod hopefully coming end of the week with Gemma Halleth. We're really excited about that. But yeah, thanks very much for listening and so long from me. Diolch.